about a week and a half ago, I had this conversation with this young adult, and they were talking to me about their life, and we got to a point where I just looked at this young woman in, in the face, in her eyes, and I said, how do you feel about you? And she put her head down and began to shake her head, no, I don't feel good about me. There's way too much of that going on in our world. I struggle with the same thing a lot of times. I'm just not loving the people well enough. I'm forgetting. I'm not f fulfilling all these needs that I'm supposed to be fulfilling as a priest. And I can be so harsh and get down on myself so severely, so quickly, so consistently. I don't know if you struggle with that, but I'm going to tell you, I do. And that's why we need here. And that's why we need now. St. Francis, one of the greatest and most popular saints that we've ever had, he was very severely harsh to himself most of his life. The way he treated his body in penitential acts. And that came from his father. His father used to beat him and lock him in the basement because he disobeyed. And that's what he experienced. His body and himself, he was bad. And then he had this experience of the Lord where the Lord came to him through the San Damiano cross and said, go rebuild my church. And he experienced the Lord's love and his outpouring for him. And then his image changed of God the Father. Near the end of his life, he would call God the best of fathers. He's the best of fathers. Now, juxtapose that with St. Teresa the Little Flower, who had a wonderful father. A godly father was full of generosity and kindness, rearing in the way of the Lord. And she just loved him to no end. You know what she called her daddy? King. You're king. So we have these two great saints, and we see in their lives that they came to this reality, but it took Francis a lot longer to come to that reality than the little flower, St. Teresa the little flower. And the point is, if you're listening to this, and I hope this gets out to as many people in this world, billions of people as possible, is no matter where you're at, God can meet us and we can meet our loving Father who loves us so much. What is your messaging? Where do you get your messages from? The world will exploit you. It will chew you up and spit you out. It's unreliable and it's not with God. The world, so much of it is just out to destroy people, destroy their lights and devastate them and take them. What's the messaging? And that's why around here, we continue to say, you are loved. You're loved by the God of the universe, the God who created hundreds of billions of galaxies, and he, you are the intentional focus of that love, and that you are blessed by the best. God has not ever blessed anyone who's opened their heart to him with the fullness of life, and that's what he's just trying to do each and every moment. And that's why we come to church, so we won't forget that, that we'll remember that, and we'll come into that fullness, amen? That's why the baby Jesus came to show the Father's love and be that for us. And what is your messaging? What are you listening to? And what are you believing? And if it's anything short of that, his love, the Father's love for you, then we turn about face and we come, we come and run here together to understand what we're celebrating this Christmas. Our deepest identity, your deepest identity is you are in his image. You are made in his image. And you are very good. You're very good. That's the truth.
That's what you were made out. We got to go back to Genesis 1.31, the original blessing. Jesus, uh, God made all the world and he made us the pinnacle of it in his image. And how did he find us? I find you very good. How many of us know that? How many of the people that you interact with all week long know that? And that's our deepest identity. I was reading about this Spanish uh, journalist. He's a blessed now. But when he was dying, he prayed this prayer. Father, I'm coming home to you now. And I'm going to renew my appointment with joy. We come here to renew our appointment with joy. The joy of a God who's all out for us. The joy of a God in his love that considers us more important than himself. That he would give his life. Yes, it's pretty and it's beautiful. Jesus is born for us, but he's born to die and to rise for us. That's what Christmas is about. In our own poverty of the messaging and how severe and harsh we can be to ourselves. This is the message that we have this Christmas. Jesus came to bring the Father's love. It was probably about 12 years ago at my parish at St. Joseph the Worker in Portland, Oregon, and we had a Lenten reconciliation service. And I was talking to everybody there about my desire for the Father's love. And a big thing for me was whenever I got the chance, whenever it would be on a Saturday morning, I would just want to spend time with my daddy. And we would run errands. And that's the, in the days when they had the old five and dimes, you know, where you could go in there and there was a bar up there and the spinny chairs and they had floats. And so we would do that. And one morning when we would do that, it'd be a really special morning if we would get a cherry Coke. So at the end of our mornings together. So that was a really special time for me and a, a memory. But the memory is associated about with the cherry Coke it was really the cherry Coke and the Father's love. By the way, that's the title of this homily. Cherry Coke and the Father's love. I just wanted my daddy to see me. I wanted him to be proud of me. I wanted to know that he would do anything for me. And I didn't know that. I didn't perceive that for whatever reason that that was. But that's what I wanted. I wanted the Father's love. And I had to learn in time that my father was a very good and very weak and very wonderful man, a very broken man. But I had to learn as I experienced the spirit of Christ, God with us, Emmanuel, that I had the best of fathers in heaven. And he was my king. And I had to learn to lean into that. So when I got done telling this story, and we had, we had a lot of sinners in Oregon. We don't have over 200 at our reconciliation services. But I, I was walking across the church parking lot, and there's a little step up to the front porch of the church office. And guess what was sitting on that porch? Big bottle of cherry Coke. 
And that was one of God's daughters who was listening and who cared for me to show me the Father's love. And that's how it happens. Yes, it happens in our relationship with God, but it happens through us all to show each other the Father's love. That's why we are. That's why we're here. And that's why we remember Cherry Coke and the Father's love. How do you feel about you? And what I recommend and, and give to us all is I don't really care about how you feel about you. How does the Father feel about you? What's he saying to you? Dive into the scriptures. Receive the Eucharist. Go to confession. Let the Father lavish his love over you. The sacraments are power. That's how I know the Father's love. Foolproof, 100%, infinite love all the time. The world exploits. Jesus dignifies. The world exploits that Jesus dignifies us in the Father's love. This last May, we were on pilgrimage in the Holy Land. And one of our parishioners one day came up to me on that pilgrimage and said, Mary spoke to me this morning. I'm like, the mother of God spoke to you? That's amazing, the mother of God. And it was actually on our way, we were walking to the church of the visitation where Mary visited Elizabeth. And I said, what did Mary say to you? And she said, I've been waiting for you. And that's what she says to you. And whoever's looking in or hearing this as you hear it, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting to give you my son Jesus in the Eucharist, in his word, in my love for you. I'm waiting to reveal Jesus so that he can re reveal to you the Father's love. Because in the end, there is nothing else but the Father's love. He's waiting. That's the message. That's who Jesus, baby Jesus, who grows up to live and die and rise for us once in the very center of our hearts pulsating throughout our bodies, every molecule. Happy birthday, Jesus. We love you.